two dogs walk into a crematorium. Uh, one of the dogs straight away goes up to the, uh, oh, up to the reception desk and says, "Hello, uh, we heard about this place. Uh, we heard, uh, we heard you destroy dogs here. Uh, is that true?" And the woman behind the counter says, "Well, not really. Usually they've been destroyed by the time they get here. Uh, we just uh, changed their final uh, resting state uh, into something more appetising for the, uh, for the, ah, uh, you know, uh, for the. Uh, do you really want to know about this? Because I can't help no, no, but notice that you're a dog, uh, as is your uh, companion there. Do you really want to know uh, what, ha- what happens to you after you end up in here?" And the dog says, "I certainly do. If humans can find out what happens to them after that, uh, then I might as well uh, tell me all about the dog afterlife. Why don't you?" And the woman said, "Well, I'm afraid I'm not a, I'm not a." an authority on that sort of thing. I'm not at the theological end of dead dog disposable disposal, unfortunately. I just deal with the... Oh, I just deal with the bodily remains. However happens to the rest of you, I'm afraid, as beyond my level of control or expertise, uh, what you want there is some sort of dog clergyman or something, I assume, or clergy dog. Uh, if such a thing even exists, or such a dog even exists, rather, her person, whatever, uh, whatever it may be, uh, the features not hers, uh, what's that song? Que sera sera, the future's not hers to see. Que sera sera, whatever will be will be. Uh, now that's uh, that's a song known to uh, football fans in England, if I remember rightly. Uh, not really. Uh, it's a slightly out of place in a story about a couple of dogs walking into a crematorium. Uh, but why not? Uh, why not throw in a bit of that there? A bit of variance from the uh, for the sake of contrast. Uh, if you go out into the night sky to look at stars and the whole sky sky is white. Uh, that's not going to help you see a star. Oh no, you need contrast. Uh, you need to have your uh, your black sky there and your white lights in front of it uh, uh, representing stars. In fact, they not only represent stars. Those are uh, those are real stars. That's the light coming from the stars, billions upon billions upon billions of miles away, and it's travelling all the way out to here. It stops just short of the planet. Uh, the light stops just up there in the sky. Don't doesn't come any closer than that and becomes a pinprick in the uh, oh in the uh, globular uh, domular sky above us uh, presumably stopped by uh, by the black dome uh, but just uh, bright enough to shine through it so we can have a look at her. I remember when we were children in school uh, they get us to put up we direct the big black bit of paper and we put uh, pinprick holes in it or something and we put white card behind it or yellow card and we'd say, oh, uh, this represents the sky. Uh, Nobody pointed out uh, that this brand new school I was in had massive windows out out of which we could have looked and seen the real sky. Uh, But no, no, apparently it wasn't felt that we could be kept in the classroom late enough into the night for us to observe the night sky. So we had to make an artificial replica of the night sky using whatever uh, art materials were available to us in the mid-1980s, which if I remember rightly wasn't very much. Uh, I remember them being always short of supplies. 
so just just as I'm short of things to talk about at the moment. Anyway, hello and welcome to the show. Hello, I'm Judge Judy, and when I'm not doling out judge entertainment to the ignorant masses, I listen to Into Your Head. I know what you're thinking there. Uh, you're thinking, what happened with the dogs? Uh, did they ever go on to become... Uh, oh, did they ever go on to investigate the theological side of their... Uh, oh, of their uh, existence and their, the nature of their existence uh, or anything like that? Did they ever go on to investigate whether or not... Uh, they might be part of a bigger, t- a bigger uh, existence outside of their current short lives. Uh, well, the answer to that is no. Uh, they're just dogs. Uh, they're not even real dogs. They're dogs in the story about two talking dogs. Uh, the fact that they're talking dogs walking into a crematorium making inquiries should have given it away. Uh, a lot of this stuff, you know, it's not based on fact. It's a, not a documentary. Uh, it's not frigging uh, Michael Moore investigates dogs walking into crematoriums I uh, don't know and it's certainly not the BBC Parmarama uh, where they pay off a couple of dogs to walk into some crematoriums uh, with a hidden camera to see what they say to them uh, no no the world doesn't work like that you know especially not on a setup like this uh, this isn't the BBC uh, World Service uh, Kildare, South Kildare uh, Bureau uh, no no this is some fellow sitting at a, a table the same table that I sat at and ate cornflakes out of an orange plastic bowl when I was four years of age in a light blue suit and still has, have a full Polaroid photo of I'm now sitting at that table uh, oh uh, trying to think of something to say to you uh, you people uh, spread out all around the world admittedly that does have something in common with the I remember back in my teens I used to get out by long wave Radio and flick over the shortwave radio. Uh, Longwave had a couple of stations that had BBC Radio 4 and some pop music station that's now defunct. Uh, but then you'd switch over to shortwave and make all sorts of noises. And eventually, if you looked hard enough, oh, you'd come across uh, Russia something something, uh, BBC World Service, uh, what else? Voice of America, uh, some others, Radio Sweden. I remember was one of my favourite ones because they had a team tune that they played every year that went oh I can't remember it now it was a very catchy they had a very catchy team tune and then in the 90s the BBC World Service got a catchy team tune as well oh yes I remember what it was now it was either Radio Sweden or Radio Norway it went do 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 now bearing in mind that i'm not a professional musician i may not have uh, reproduced it in your mind as as uh, a complete facsimile of the original uh, but rest assured as i was trying to perform that i was hearing the correct version in my head and it brought back all sorts of memories uh, the bbc world service one went something like uh, do 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 do
Ah, uh, then there'd be, uh, oh, then they'd have the sounds of Big Ben, and they'd go bong, and somebody would go, BBC World Service, uh, the news, oh, 300 hours, uh, GMT, Christ, are you not asleep yet? You have to get up in two hours to catch the bus to your fucking college. Ah, that's what they'd say. Of course, they wouldn't swear on the BBC World Service to were afraid that the foreigners would uh, get a lower opinion of them uh, when they came to invade them. they think, oh, Christ, those fellas coming over there, they think they're going to invade our country and save us from Saddam Hussein, uh, but they can't even get through, uh, they can't even get through uh, an hourly news update without swearing. Uh, no, no, they couldn't have that. You have to sound respectable in those days. It's called the diplomacy and it's a lost art I can tell you. You go out in the street nowadays and some kid will come up to you and say, uh, hello uh, fuckface, uh, your name is fuckface isn't it? Uh, look at thee, uh, you're not at war with these kids in the street they're from the same country as you uh, you don't really have any international dealings with them, there's no uh, territory, territorial debates going on except maybe if they come in a bit too often with their dog on the lead and let her run in and scare the cats well that's not something that needs to uh, go to the UN uh, these things can be dealt with on a local basis with many um, oh, micro diplomacy they're not too complicated uh, but when it gets to the state of uh, it being 3 o'clock in the morning and you're swearing over shortwave radio to the whole world uh, that's when it can go a bit too far because there's time zones as well there'll be other people in some uh, oh, some Middle East country hearing that at 8 o'clock in the morning, pretty much prime time for radio, and they'll be thinking, Christ, uh, these people say they want to save us from an evil dictator, uh, but they're just saying, going, boo, 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 fuck, 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 and they're going, are you not up yet? Uh, of course I'm not up yet. Uh, I don't, I work nights. Give me a fucking break, that's what they'd say. Uh, of course you can't reply back over that sort of broadcast. Or can you? Isn't there a shortwave radio that you can two-way radio over? I can't remember the details. There's some sort of do two-way radio. I remember you used to be able to listen to the police on the shortwave radio. They'd say, hello, uh, here's the police with uh, walking on the moon. Oh, that was a little joke for you there. In tribute to the late Neil Armstrong, uh, who everybody is saying now that he's dead. Uh, you can look up at the moon every night and wink at him apparently because uh, apparently once you're dead uh, you automatically get to do space travel no matter how complicated it is and no matter how oh uh, how much uh, how much NASA has little uh, oh there's the ice cream van shut the fuck up you annoying cunt oh shut up you annoying cunt you cunt do 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 Can you hear that? I hope you can. Otherwise, my singing along to it is going to sound a bit uh, out of place. Anyway, on with the show. Oh, wait a minute. It's going into you. It seems it's, it looks like it's going into your head. I think it. I think it's going into your head. 
Oh, it's it's definitely monkey going into nuts. your head. That's what they call them. They call them monkey nuts. Uh, monkey nuts being uh, an Eskimo phrase meaning uh, meaning snow. Uh, one of many uh, Eskimo phrases that they have for the different many different types of snow recognised in uh, Eskimo country. Uh, oh, monkey nuts is uh, monkey nuts uh, pronounced uh, monkey nuts, uh, but spelt uh, some other way. I don't know. It's probably spelt improperly. Uh, whatever way it's spelt doesn't matter. This isn't a freaking book. Uh, what matters is the pronunciation. Uh, I like to have a go with people when they say, uh, oh, that pronunciation is wrong. I like to immediately reply and say, uh, the word is not pronunciation, it's pronunciation. Now, what were you going to tell me? And they immediately crawl into a hole and shrivel up and pretend to die. Uh, they lie. Oh, they lie down. They dig themselves themselves a grave in the ground and they lie down uh, put their uh, they close their own eyelids with their fingers and try not to breathe for 10 minutes in the hope that I'll go away thinking they're dead uh, usually what happens then is that I uh, oh I, uh, I basically it's the modern day equivalent or maybe the uh, stone age equivalent I suppose from back when we were all monsters it's the stone age equivalent of a staring contest of the type that I like to have with my cat Frosty uh, basically you sit there staring at the fella uh, while he's there playing dead uh, hoping he'll go away uh, gets to the point where he holds his breath for 10 minutes uh, and then he dies uh, unintentionally of course but what else can he do uh, I have a modern day version of this that I do with Frosty the cat where basically if I see notice that she's staring at me I stare back and the first uh, person or cat uh, doesn't matter which because it's a oh it's open to all species this competition the first person or cast to not blink wins uh, absolutely fantastic uh, I'm told if, uh, if your cat stares at you for a long time it means they're oh it means they're planning to stab you to death with their paws next time they manage to get into your bedroom at night uh, it's okay we've changed the knobs on the bedroom door recently uh, so we're all right for another while uh, so don't be worrying your pretty little heads about that uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, they don't worry about this sort of thing up in Eskimo land, I can tell you. No, no. Uh, they don't have doors on igloos. And even if they do, they're eventually going to melt away. An igloo is a very temporary thing. The closest I can think of from our uh, norm, our local familiar Western worlds, to give you an example of what an igloo would look like, uh, would be a tent. A tent is very close to an igloo. About as close as you're going to get anyway. Especially a plastic tent because uh, those will melt uh, in heat uh, of course an Eskimo tent and uh, Eskimo uh, igloo uh, will heat will melt in heat as well uh, although now that you mention it maybe oh, I don't know I'm not an, I'm not a freaking snow architect is there such a thing as a snow architect there probably is it is there's a hotel up in uh, frigging uh, Greenland or Iceland or whichever it is I can never remember uh, they build a oh they build an ice ho an ice hotel every frigging year and then it melts every frigging summer and then they build a new one uh, but apparently it's treated as an ongoing concern uh, they go up to their accountant and they say now I don't want you to panic uh, but our main building our main fixed asset uh, usually the most valuable part of a business uh, that gives us a gives us its value and keeps the top half of the balance sheet afloat and keeps the frigging 
Oh, keeps the uh, keeps the liquidators at bay. Uh, that's going to melt every year, and we're going to have to build a new one. Uh, so you're going to have to find some way to build that into our uh, temporarily uh, into our uh, yearly profit and loss balance sheet books, and see if you can explain that to the shareholder people and the oh the stockbroking authorities. I'm sure they have some way around it. Uh, people, uh, humans are very adaptable, you know. Uh, that's all her. Thing might seem difficult to us people here, uh, but if we had been born up in uh, Eskimo land, I'm sure it would be all fine. It would be all fu- uh, as fine as rain. Absolutely fucking fantastic. Anyway, on with the show. Do you like buying things? You probably do. You're a normal human being after all. Uh, you have the same urges as everybody else. You get up in the morning with a, uh, an almost irresistible irresistible urge to urinate. Uh, you go, go about to bed at night with an almost irresistible urge to go asleep for eight hours. And you go online to your favourite podcast website, intoyourhead.com, uh, with an irresistible urge to buy any that'll help me uh, continue the show on a three times a week basis. Uh, well, don't worry. It's not going to cause these urges. Uh, unlike that urge where you uh, get up in the middle of the night and buy gold uh, while sleepwalking, uh, this urge isn't going to cost you a penny. Uh, you go to intoyourhead.com uh, click on any of my Amazon links, amazon.com or UK or Canada, or click on my goggles for you uh, worldwide shipping of prescriptions glasses link or click on my various oh my various other stuff brain tonic energy drink free audio books uh what else uh, a couple of oh a couple of pet supplies affiliates uh, go to any of them and buy your crop through my links there whatever you're going to buy and i get a generous commission and it helps the show Eskimos walk into a oh walk into a let's say a bar a bar that's right they walk into a bar uh, one of the Eskimos straight away goes up to the bar and sees a cat sitting there waiting to be served uh, so he sits down beside the cat and the cat says ah hello uh, you look a bit foreign to me if you don't mind me saying so and the Eskimo says I suppose I am I'm foreign I'm foreign to you if I'm foreign I suppose well I can't get any more foreign than an Eskimo to a cat I suppose uh, but no uh, technically we're in Eskimo country here so no I'm a local I'm not a foreigner uh, you're a cat incidentally you do realize that and the cat says indeed I do uh, I feel a little bit silly now because uh, I just realized uh, of course you're not a foreigner why would you be a foreigner if you were a foreigner uh, you wouldn't be able to just walk in here I come up here uh, confident as be damned and stride up to the bar and take a stool no no he'd wander around looking confused for a couple of minutes uh, trying to figure out where he in the bar because uh, I remember last time I went abroad to a foreign speaking country I couldn't even find what was a supermarket or what wasn't because uh, they don't make it obvious uh, they'll, put a, they'll have a plain building at the side of a mall and they'll have a sign up that'll 
will say Splutenspouchen, and it won't be obvious that it's a supermarket because uh, these mouths nowadays from the outside are just big walls uh, there to drag you in. And if you don't know what they're called, uh, then it could be, could be anything. Uh, the Eskimo says, you have a point there. You have a good point there. Well played, well put. Uh, well, a good point, well put. Uh, what else could you do to, to make it handy better? You make a good point and you place it well, you sell it well. Uh, you'd make a good sales cat, uh, wouldn't you, uh, cat? And the cat says, well, would I? That's interesting. I've been looking for a new career. What do you think I could sell? And the Eskimo says, I'm afraid I hadn't thought that true. I didn't think there'd be any follow-up questions. I just thought I'd compliment you uh, in the interests of, oh, in the interests of uh, geniality, having a decent and nice and friendly uh, discussion here, uh, but since you ask, uh, I suppose a better follow through. Uh, you'd be good at selling uh, rain to the uh, sell rain to the uh, no sell coals to Newcastle. That's what you do. Helping, you'd be good at selling coals to Newcastle. Uh, that's the Eskimo obviously digging for a, an ancient English phrase. Uh, Newcastle for foreigners who don't know about it is a place that's full of coal in coal mines. And if you say bringing coals to Newcastle, uh, then the ramifications of that are quite clear. Uh, so, uh, your aunt says you could sell coals to Newcastle. And the cat says, don't be fucking ridiculous. Uh, that place has its own natural coal. And you're just making stuff up now. You just pluck this old saying out of your head. Uh, you're just leading me on, aren't you? You're just patronising me, you cunt. And the Eskimo says, why are you calling me, uh, why are you calling me a term for light snow? Uh, and the cat says, no, I called you a cunt. And the Eskimo says, yes, exactly. Uh, what's that got to do with anything? That's just a type of snow. Uh, and the cat says, uh, here's a frigging dictionary. Go and have a look at this. And the Eskimo has a look at the dictionary. And it says, oh, uh, here's, uh, oh, here's what this word means and then he says oh christ uh, that's a bit much that's a bit much cat if you don't mind me saying so uh that's a bit a bit more a bit strong and the cat says this is a bar for christ's sake uh, then thankfully the barman comes along and says ah hello uh can i help anybody who's next uh, and they get on with ordering their points and they disappear down to their respective tables with their uh oh with their companions and life goes on as if nothing ever happened. Uh, nothing ever happens. Nothing happens at all. The needle returns to the end of the song and we all carry on like before. And we'll all be lonely tonight and lonely tomorrow. Uh, please, Mr. Something Man. Ah, don't hello. Let me something uh, this anymore. is the me of the future. If you don't mind, I'm going to fade myself out there. Because uh, that gets a bit much now as you go a bit. It may sound very entertaining and interesting at the moment. Uh, but if I were to allow you to hear much more of that segment, I can tell you, you take a dim view of it. You'd say, you cunt. Why didn't you? Uh, why didn't you fade? yourself out before now uh, well I did fade myself out before now uh, so uh, there's something to be grateful for although you'll never know the oh you'll never know the 
the blackness of the uh, oh, not the, the you'll never know the misery of having to listen to what I saved you from just now so you'll never be grateful uh, so just be aware that I did you a favour there uh, I'm not completely unaware of uh, the listener's needs in the this regard I'm not going to just blabber on regardless when the quality goes downhill uh, no no uh, if it goes down too far I'll feed myself out and I'll come in and I'll do something like this and I'll explain myself and I'll try and uh, reclaim the situation in a oh in a positive way because positivity uh, positivity is the new uh, bollocks uh, this isn't much of an improvement is it I suppose it's not uh, well I can't go I can't feed myself back out and go back to the although I probably could well, that's quite that's quite complicated for editing purposes uh, and frankly uh, this is still quite significantly better than what I faded out or what happens after the fade out please be assured of that uh, we're nearly at the end of the show anyway so we might as well just uh, I'll, get, I'll get my guitar and we'll do our best here to uh, make amends uh, incidentally if you have any questions or issues or topics uh, or uh, oh, demands or uh, anything else you wish to state you can email me neil uh, studio at intoyourhead.com anytime anytime of the day or night i can be reached at studio at intoyourhead.com it's an email address uh, you just uh, you know the way me 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 uh, dig. Uh, go on, Dad. Go on, dig lemming. Dig yourself further into the cliff. This is like I'm a frigging lemming standing in front of a cliff, uh, about to jump over it and decide. Oh, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll uh, stretch out time a bit. I know I'm going to eventually dr- uh, not be able to resist jumping over this cliff, uh, but maybe I'll slow myself down and distract myself by digging a hole here. Uh, the problem is that as I dig the hole. Uh, I'm diagonally working the bottom of the hole over towards the cliff, uh, so I'm just going to end up falling out anyway. So go on, living. Uh, dig you, dig your hole. Uh, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. It ain't easy at all. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. Oh no, I've got the words wrong, which is just as well, because it's a commercial song and copyrighted. I was thinking of the song Digging This Hole by an Emotional Fish. Uh, You think it's easy? It ain't easy. It ain't easy at all. You think it's easy? It ain't easy. Digging this hole, you think I'd rather be in a wig and high heels up to my now. The problem there is that I'm remembering the lyrics accurately, uh, which I don't I don't have the rights to perform these things accurately. That's the problem, getting too good for my boots at the musical stuff here. Uh, so it's just as well that I'm down to four strings here. Uh, oh no, five. That uh, one's a bit loose there, but well, that'll do. Anyway, uh, where are we? 29 minutes and 50 seconds approximately. Uh, so I think we can call it a day. Uh, call it a day. You're probably wondering. Uh, 
you're probably wondering nothing. You're probably wondering when is this hell going to end? Uh, when is well hell is go for eternity? Uh, that's what I was taught anyway when I went to Catholic school. They said uh, hell is eternal damnation. But if you go to hell, uh, so if you ever find yourself in uh, something that you think is hell and you want to identify whether it's really hell or not, uh, just wait a while. Let some time pass and still see if you're still there after a while. And if you're still there after an eternal amount of time passes, uh, then you can be damn sure to Christ as hell that you're probably in hell, assuming you believe in it. If you don't, you probably can't be sure. Even if you are there in hell, uh, you still won't be able to be sure. Uh, that situation itself is probably hell. Uh, being in a place that seems to be hell, uh, but not believing that it's hell because you don't believe in hell. That's a, that's a, like a hell on earth to me. Anyway. Anyway, good morning. This is an afterlude to today's episode of Into Your Head. Uh, it's all been done now. Can't do anything further to salvage it, I'm afraid. It's all over. Uh, we're at the end. Uh, this is like, oh, this is like if you're at the end of some movie. Uh, you can see, uh, you're at the end. Oh, you're watching the end of the movie and they show the main stars uh, driving away into the sunset in the car along a, a long desert road uh, slowly fading into the past like the credits uh, that's when you know it's over uh, when the credits are rolling uh, so all the credits I suppose today's show was produced and presented and devised and created uh, by me based on an idea by me uh, came up with I came up with uh, with my wife Joanne uh, several years ago while standing at a bus stop in County Dublin, uh, except the idea was for something else. Uh, but the idea was still called Into Your Head. It just turned into something else entirely of the same name. Uh, or the rest. What we got today? Uh, the electricity was provided by Board Goss, uh, who's just put the prices up. Uh, the gas was also provided by Board Goss. Uh, the water was provided by the government, but not for much longer because they're, oh, they're selling that off next year. Uh, they're going to privatise the frigging water now. Uh, what else? The sunlight was provided by uh, the nearest sun, approximately 23 million miles away. I don't know if it has a name. We just call it the sun. Uh, so I don't know what you're supposed to call the sun in credits. Anyway, apart from that, no. The end. The end, the end, the end is nigh, right now as they say as they say uh, oh, in Northern Ireland anyway I think that that's a thing that's local to Northern Ireland where they pronounce now as nigh uh, some people do anyway uh, don't worry they're not mispronouncing it it's just the way they speak it's an accent uh, just like the accent that you put over letters in the French uh, the, uh, this is bollocks isn't it of course it is and pure utter gibberish absolute pure unmitigated drivel uh, note to self please fade this out and fade in silence over it because uh, they're not going to uh, it's the end now nothing more you can do uh, until Friday when you come back and get another chance to this to start all over again uh, this needs to disappear into the ether into the into the west road to brave your I wrote a poem like that 
uh, eh, once into the west rode the brave young cat, not one to balk at a crisis like that. On and on ran the brave little mice, fearlessly escaping the potato blight. Uh, something, 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 uh, yeah, something, something, but no one remembered how one little pussy's life got dismembered. I probably should have gotten out my written record of that poem, uh, which I wrote uh, before reciting it here. I was overconfident in my attempt to uh, recall it from memory. Excuse me for uh, normally relying on the written word uh, for the written art to be retained. Uh, no, no, apparently. Uh, apparently to me. Uh, the, vo- the, vo- the vocal part of my creative self expects me to just remember this stuff and bring her up uh, on the fly, on demand, whenever. I'm not a frigging machine. Uh, vocals outside of me uh, if you want some of my written stuff you have to dig into your freaking computer that's right in front of your microphone here and dig it out uh, it's all in one document you know where to find it uh, in fact let's do it now let's do it now uh, what's the call something something more than the cat isn't it that's yeah, in here uh, funny writings for reuse here we go in this document here, bear with me a moment. A cat. I have to search the frigging. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Well, not yes, we're nearly an hour about to come upon it. Uh, don't worry, I'll let it out of the uninteresting bits here. Uh, fungal reflection. Uh, puppy on the roof. Oh, here we go, 1951, Arden the Cat. Uh, don't worry, I'll make this brief, if, as brief as possible, uh, but we have to get this done properly now. Uh, 1851, Arden the Cat. Into the West rode the brave young cat, not one to balk at a crisis like that. On and on ran the brave little mite, fiercely fighting the potato blight. A hundred years later, he lay undisturbed in his grave, a death which left most unperturbed, for nobody knew or cared or remembered how one little pussy's life got dismembered. Sit, Frosty. Sit. Good cat. Intoyourhead.com